0: Okay, Toshiba, what are you doing this
1: summer? Girl, I'm going to be at the first Urban Christian Women's Summit, jumping off Friday, June 24th through Saturday, June 25th, in partnership with our host church, the Brist City Church.
0: Cleveland, stand up. Cleveland, in Cleveland, Ohio. Ladies, join us. We're taking into the Book of Acts this summer, and our theme, which is Witness, So we're gonna be talking about what does it mean to be a witness, to embody boldness, to endure hardship and suffering, and to pursue a faithful and unhindered mission. Aren't we always talking about being on
1: mission? We always talk about being on mission, girl. So we had to throw it in there. I mean, it's unhindered mission that happens and goes down in Acts. So you don't wanna miss these breakouts as well. Women in the church, deconstruction, conflict resolution, the gospel and the prisoner, and so many more. Listen, ladies, we would love for you to join us, registration opens march 30th 2022 there will be limited seating meet us there bring your girls see you there
0: Welcome back to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast. What up, what up, what up? We are in a really special space today. We're in a special space today. I'm so stoked. <laughs> I'm so excited. Y'all, we are here today with the interview with Yana Janae. Yes. What's up, Yana? <laughs> Yo, what's good, y'all? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah, this Toshiba, is...
1: What are well, we- first of all, this is Yana's first time meeting us, and we have already talked to uh-huh. her about her whole life, all about St. Louis, <laughs> all about, like, how she doing today. Done t- you know... It's just how we it's are. Sisterhood. It's sisterhood. let jump right in. That's this is whole truth. It's this is is it whole truth. Not the entire truth. Yes. What are we talking about today, Tashiba? Listen, we are talking about singleness in womanhood. Mm-hmm. We are working through our series on biblical womanhood, reframing mm-hmm. this, shaping this with a kingdom purposefulness. And so, listen, we had to just have a conversation. And Yana has been such a blessing to me as well as to other sisters in the in the family of God around this conversation of singleness. I've mm-hmm. even shared her podcast with other brothers in the faith who are single mm-hmm. because she just addresses addresses singleness from a holistic redemptive view. Yeah. And so it just blesses me and it has blessed others. And so that's why we had to bring her on. So Leah talk yeah. to
0: us about Yana's yeah. podcast. Yeah. I mean, so I want to inter- yeah talk I want to introduce me. you guys. Introduce her. I want to introduce you guys to Yana. She is a proud St. Louis native who currently resides in Durham, North Carolina. She's mm-hmm. served in full-time ministry for the past 15 years in both parachurch and church settings. She's a graduate of Southeastern okay. Baptist Can Theological South Seminary. Easter? You got an MDiv in Christian ministry. Dave. Through writing, teaching, and disciple-making, Yana curates content that helps people exchange a secular view for a biblical one, and she's the host of the podcast Living yes. Simple with Yana Tonight. So welcome, Yana, we're Yo. so glad to have you, <laughs> and just uh, looking forward to gleaning from your wisdom and yes. from all that the Lord is, has instilled mm-hmm. in you as you reflect on this concept of singleness and church life and flourishing, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, we're so excited, but tell our listeners yeah. a little bit about, like, kind of where you're at in life right now, what's going yeah. on? hmm Yeah. Well, I, I just became a homeowner, uh,
2: became a homeowner, so... I was talking to someone yesterday and they was like, yo, that's a miracle. And I was like, mm. it is. It is a legit mm. a miracle. It's not something I ever really envisioned for myself, particularly mm. um being single and then also uh being in full-time ministry. You know, that's yeah. not that's not a whole lot of income.
0: And that's <laughs> not Come on now. Ain't Come on now. That's for
2: sure. That's right. <laughs> and so uh me and a friend decided to uh join forces and to buy a investment property together. So we're going to live there for a couple of years and then Lord willing, you know, flip it and and sell it. And so it's just been, it's been really, really dope. And then I actually started a job, uh, towards the end of last year, uh, serving at a a church in Hillsborough, North Carolina. It's multicultural, multi-generational. Like when I say this Uh, thing is multi-generational, we got some retirees. Oh, Lovely. Yeah. It's, it's been great. And so Uh, serving there as this discipleship director um, and sort of trying to get my bearings um, there. But it's just been really, it's been a really fun and sweet time. You know, when I was in seminary, I went to seminary for a particular purpose, which was like to be in ministry. But when I came out of seminary as a woman, it was like, yo, I don't really know what the prospects are for me. That's and yeah. I, mm. I was told by some some well intentioned friends and brothers, like Yanni, you're gonna have to carve out your own lane. And I was like, Yo, that's not fair. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, have to carve out my own lane. And but what's been really sweet is to see how the Lord has carved out that lane for me. Like He mm. has, He has yes. literally come through and mm. created spaces for me to to use my gifts, whether it be at vertical church or with the Jew three project, um, pray March act. Um, so it's just been, it's been a blessing and Mm -hmm. it's, it's all been the Lord, you know, these are opportunities that I've I've sought out. These are things that the Lord has brought to me. And so Mm -hmm. every time somebody is like, yo, uh, can you give me some advice? I'm like, I I really don't I don't have any. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, there's not like a like, magic bullet. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't net- network my way to this. Like, this is just all the result of God's yeah God's grace and favor. So, well, that's
0: your advice, yeah. right? Seek the Lord, yeah, in His yeah. favor. Yeah. And yeah, he'll
2: make he'll carve out those
1: paths. Like, yeah, said. faithfulness and obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. complement yeah. one Amen. another. You know, yeah. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about. Just your faith journey like how you came to faith and how you found yourself where you are today
2: yeah so I grew up in church my stepfather was a deacon and an elder in our mega church that we were a part of in St. Louis and um so I have some of the the issues that a a, a typical preacher's kid mm-hmm, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. would have and my intention really was to to please my stepfather you know to not you know bring uh rumors and uh reproach they <laughs> use reproach a lot in mm-hmm. in my my church mm-hmm. like upon my upon my family and so uh, I was a pretty much like a goody two shoes And was just always trying to do the right thing But I would sneak out and do my own thing Like when I got a car when I turned 16 It was like it's over You know <laughs> freedom I could be be on my own And so but I really thought that being a Christian Was just like going to church And believing in God um, It wasn't until I got to College that I realized that I wasn't a Christian you know mm-hmm. Um, that actually being a Christian was about more than just like what you do. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was more about like who you are and putting your faith in Christ, like Mm -hmm. as the means for salvation. Mm -hmm. And I just grew up in an environment where I thought like, like I was the means for my salvation. I was the means Mm -hmm. for making myself right with God. It was, you know, me making sure that I do more of the right thing than doing, you know, the wrong thing. And so um, I got involved with this college ministry called the impact movement and uh, was reading this book. I was on a summer mission with them and I was on like, I was on like leadership and everything. Wasn't a Christian, but you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, (laughs) but was reading this book and it, it, it talked about, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how sure are you that you would get into heaven? And, I knew that I was supposed to answer 10, right? Like, mm-hmm, you know, that's what mm-hmm. the evangelism training right. told me. But then it was like, yo, if I'm honest, like I'm a seven, like I'm, I'm a seven. And then the next words that uh, the author said was like, if you're anything less than a 10, and you're trusting in something other than Christ mm-hmm. for your salvation. And he began to talk about like the, the, the sufficiency of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah how what it meant when jesus said you know it is finished on the cross meaning like your past present and future sins are all paid for at the cross and i was like yo i've never heard this before Mm -hmm. um but it was almost like sirens were going off in my head because i was like oh this is why we celebrate easter like, mm. I totally need it now. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. We celebrate. Not just you know, about the crispy outfits. The yeah. 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 Not, not about <laughs> right. the crispy
1: outfits. Not just <laughs> about the crispy
2: outfits. You know? Um, yeah. And so I was just like so amazed by that. And I immediately was like, yo, I have to tell other people mm. about this because I knew that there were other people who were wrestling with God and wrestling with faith in the same ways that I was, when I was like, yo, if they knew this though, yeah. you know, like, Game changer. this would, this would change, mm-hmm. this would change everything for them. Yeah. So, so it just like lit a fire in me and then I was also in a good environment with the Impact Movement where they are all about leadership development and spiritual growth. So I immediately had men and women like pouring into my life, mm-hmm. correcting me about my sin and my Im- uh, emotional immaturity. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. immediately like feedback and help and just begin to grow Uh, under that ministry did uh, seven years on staff with them of just like working in college ministry and love that and then my mentor was like y'all I think it's time for you to go Mm. to school like it's time for you to take the next step and go to seminary um, and that's what I just loved about that, that step. It was like the community sort of like affirming, like, yeah, you are gifted in these ways and you should pursue these things. And that's why I like, like when I like Christian community, I'm all for it. It's been yeah. a be part of my life, but like, it was, it was them who were pushing me to go, who helped, you know, uh, cover my expenses, you know, who helped put me in relationships with certain people that they thought would be helpful for that journey. And so, yeah. um, and while I was there, I was a part of a church plant mm-hmm. and church planting ain't easy, y'all. Never, <laughs> never, never. Yeah. Easy. yeah. yeah it ain't easy. We literally had our first, uh, bath meeting, like in the back of a pickup truck. I was like, wow, we are, we are out <laughs> here. Okay. <laughs>
0: That,
2: that is that is, that is
1: finest. Finest, <laughs> the most organic it could ever be. Wow.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I was doing that. And then towards the end of my time at um, Southeastern, uh, I was just feeling compelled to write. And I, even though like I hate writing, I probably had an anxiety attack every time mm, I wow. was like writing a paper mm. for class. Um I always came out with, like, a 97 or higher. But I legit thought that they were just giving away A's. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, I couldn't possibly be that good. Never know?
1: occurred to you. Um, That's <laughs> right, a
2: Right, right, right. <laughs> well, and I
1: find it so fascinating, too, because a lot of people who talk about them wanting to be writers, they're like, I've always wanted to be a writer. I had this deep level writing. And you're like, didn't like Somebody it.
2: You stumbled into it, too. But yeah. I stumbled in, yeah. you know.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
2: completely stumbled into it it was funny one of my friends from college she was like you're a writer now you hate writing like what are you what are you doing you know like and so but it was just it was a way for me to communicate it was a way for me to get out some of the stuff that I was processing and at that time like I didn't I didn't people weren't inviting me to come and speak you know in places or I didn't have a podcast like preaching wasn't an option for me you know and so, and I think that's why we see so many women in writing is because they don't have any other place to really use their voice, and so they they you know uh, have to figure out how to write and and get that stuff out of them. And so, For sure, I started writing, and I had like a blog, and it was like Miseducation of Music. I'm very proud of that series, but I just didn't, mm-hmm. I did not know that the Lord was going to do all the things that He did um, mm-hmm. with it, and so somebody picked up an article somehow I was in a conversation about writing curriculum for June three and it was just like kind of snowballed from, from there. And so, um, yeah, God's, God's been good. And like one job has led to another job is another job. And so Mm. I do tell people this, like, just put your head down and like do excellent work, like Mm -hmm. just do excellent work. And and then trust the Lord with with the rest, and so that that has been something that has served me well over time, and has, is a big part of why I'm here. So mm-hmm. that's me. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We love your podcast. And like we said, we've recommended it to just a lot of um, urban Christian women that we know who are um, in uh, singleness. Um, and so you liken the stages of singleness to the stages of the grief. And I would love for you to explain to our listeners what you mean by this. Because some people might be like, oh my gosh, this is morbid yeah. already. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> well, like, even, even But like, girl, when you was driving a bar, I was like, yeah. man, this is... Yes. This is, I won't even tell, that. we'll have to talk about this offline, Yana, but like <laughs> how me stumbling into that whole podcast mm-hmm. has been carrying me in this season. Mm-hmm.
0: That's just mm-hmm. a whole thing. And right? a whole other, yeah. But, but yeah. So as we, as we sort of back into that, <laughs> tell me, tell, tell us about um like launching into the podcast, like it's very specific, yes uh a specific area right that is that is uh, one that you feel passionate about defining the narrative like you you feel really passionate about defining the narrative, right yes. so I guess yes. like walk us through like while you were like, you know what, I gotta put this podcast on the air. And then this particular two-part series about likening singleness to the stages of grief. Yes. Like, tell us how you got there and a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I had no intentions of, like, doing a podcast on singleness. I also have been very careful to not talk about these things publicly. Um, mm-hmm. One, because I was just like, yo, like, Singleness is not the brand that I'm going for. <laughs> you know, like it's just not. It's not the thing that. That's
0: not I've what you wanted your for. quarter market to be. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, no.
2: Yes, yes. I don't want it to be and my I, niche. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, you know, like, cause there, there are Mm -hmm. other things that I'm passionate about. I'm Mm -hmm. passionate about social justice. I'm passionate about God's word. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm passionate about friendships. I'm passionate about the church. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, those are other things that I would like to maybe be, be known for versus like my relationship status. Mm -hmm. But a lot of that has, has come from sort of this journey that I've been on because my relationship status used to be something that was always at the forefront Mm -hmm. of my mind, you know, Mm -hmm. where like, yes, I would literally wake up in the morning and be like, dang, ain't nobody in this bed next to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and go to Mm -hmm. bed at night and, and say the same thing. And so there was this part of me that just was like, yo, I've, I've worked through those issues. It was difficult. There was Mm -hmm. like anxiety, depression, counseling, you know, uh, uh, Friendships that, you know, have have come to an end. And so it's just kind of like I just wanted to kind of put all of that Mm -hmm. to the side, not in the sense to like hide it. But it was just like, yeah, if I'm in a conversation with someone and they are struggling in a certain way and I can share with them, you know, the ways in which God has has, you know, uh, taught, you know, the things that the Lord has taught me through this you know uh season of life and like bet bet money i will i will do mm-hmm. that but what i'm yeah. not gonna do is like go public <laughs> like <this> is, <laughs> not going going public but i was uh speaking to a mentor of mine and she had connected with me through the a series that i did like seven exhortations for singles. Like, I did did this in, like, I think 2020. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just, like, seven exhortations. And people really, like, gravitated towards it. Mm. And it wasn't, you know, so, of course, like, I noticed that through the number of likes and the number of shares and the number of people who started following me. And, but for me, that was just, like, it all communicated a need. Like, That's hey, right. you are saying something that other people, yes. you know, aren't saying. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it and she asked me, like, how do other people talk about singleness? I was like, well, they always talk about it as like something that you need to get out of, you know. So mm-hmm. it's not actually a conversation about singleness. It's a it's a conversation about, you know, how to prepare for marriage, uh, so sing, uh, you know, dating, you know, uh, you know, how to become the one, you know, mm-hmm. that you're waiting for. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's it's still sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, moving towards uh, marriage. I was like, but nobody's actually like talking about singleness and like how to live single, like how to enjoy it, how to unpack this gift that God has given you. And so she challenged me. She just legit challenged me to do something about it. And I was just like, oh, I really don't. And so I had to work through my own sort of uh, pride. I had to work through my own shame, you know? Uh, I didn't even know that I still had some shame around it. Um, and at the end of the day, it was like, Yana, like, are, like there, people need discipleship in this area. And because there is a lack of discipleship in this area, People are living in ways that dishonor mm-hmm. God because mm-hmm. nobody's, you know, they, all, people are only offering them contentment, you mm-hmm. know, which still feels like settling. It still feels like settling. Right. It still feels like I'm right. getting the short end of the stick, Right. Um, that, that singleness is not God's best for mm-hmm. me. And I've even been in, <sighs> in environments where mm-hmm. pastors have said that singleness is a result of the fall. I'm like, whoa, bro! Like, chill out. <laughs> oh my God! Mercy, mercy! You know? and I'm like, and I'm like, where are we getting that from? from and right? How can singleness be a part of the fall if it is like what we will experience in in the, the heavenlies? In come the, on now, holies of holies! Like, come on now. Be,
1: there is no marriage in glory.
2: And that, that's what Well, there's one is. marriage,
0: okay, and that's it's what my Bible Christ. says. <laughs> there is no marriage. It, it, no so, I was just
2: like, <laughs> wait a second, happen. you know, yeah. but when you're hearing messages like that, right? Yeah. yeah. Then you can kind of start to create sort of uh, loopholes, mm. right? Well, mm. you know, God, God didn't design for me to be single, so now I'm gonna, you know uh, uh, step outside of God's will and maybe like date this person who's not good for me, or Mm -hmm. I'm going to have sex with this person, even though like I shouldn't, you know, or, you know, like make other, other unhealthy decisions. And it's like, well, yeah, you told them it was a result of the fall. What you expect Mm -hmm. them to do with that information? Mm -hmm. And so, just realizing like, yo, we need to disciple people. We need to provide discipleship in that. And y'all, like God was coming after me in, in the dentist's office, office. Like I'm in the dentist office. <laughs> He'll find you. I'll get, I'm getting my teeth clean. I'm still kind of going back and forth about whether or not I'm going to do this podcast. And my dental hygienist starts talking to me about how all of her friends have been getting married. Now mind you, this woman didn't only clean my teeth twice. She only cleaned them twice. And she is literally telling me all of her business wow. and all of her yeah. friends' business. Wow. And she she said to me, she was like, I, I just feel like I'm probably just going to have to settle. Like, I don't want to settle. I don't wow. want to settle like, in order to get married. And so I just began to kind of like share some stuff with her, share some of my thoughts. And she thanked me like five or six times. And I left and I just was just sitting in the car and I was like, okay, Lord, you got me. You, you know, waved that white flag. flag. You waved that white flag of surrender. I bet you you did. Ladies,
1: if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving the even a one sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it
0: right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at the Urban Christian Woman, Facebook the Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. dot That's kind of
2: how how I came to a place of like saying yes to to the podcast um, mm. and. The five stages of grief, actually, like I became acquainted with those five stages of grief uh, when my biological father passed. And I started to kind of see how, for those who don't know, the five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And as I just kind of became acquainted with them through my father's uh passing, I started to realize that. I had kind of had gone through these same stages when it came to my singleness. You know, Mm -hmm. when I was in like my 20s, I just came to know the Lord. Um, I'm young. I was just really like denying my desire because it was like, oh, I have time. I have time to worry about that. Like um, I'm young. Marriage is still sort of possible for me. And I was told, you know, things like, you know, put your head down, serve Jesus. And before you know it, you know, Prince Charming is going to come. He's going to see you. Your Boaz. Your Yo, Boaz. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on Boaz. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. And so... But you know, Ooh. it's that whole like he who finds a wife, you know, mm-hmm. is gonna find a good thing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you just gotta be a good thing, you know, you have huh? gotta be a good mm-hmm. thing to find. Mm-hmm. And you 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 turn 30 and you're like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like now I have to deal with this discontentment that I mm-hmm. have been denying uh for the last mm-hmm. six or eight years. And now I have to Now I'm angry because people told me that if I if I did the right thing, if I dressed a certain way, if I behaved a certain way, that, you know, marriage would would come. So I was I was angry, you know, with with I don't even know if I was just angry with God, but just like angry with life and angry with people, particularly people who were getting what I thought I deserved right Mm -hmm. so um so envy which is one of the ones I add in there is like envy is anger plus you know jealousy you know anger says that some sort of injustice is happening yes and jealousy says you have something that I want want. Mm and so envy then says not only do you have something that I want but you have something that I deserve mm-hmm. and you don't deserve it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, like I'm discipling girls and walking alongside girls and, you know, they having sex and, you know, they doing all this other kind of stuff with their mm-hmm. boyfriend and, um, and they get married and I'm like, this is not fair.
0: Mm-hmm. This is not fair, Jesus. Yeah. You're like yeah. I'm. I'm out here trying to live right. Yeah, and I yeah. don't have what all these people yeah. who are going rogue have. I'm following That's you a real obediently, wrestle. obediently, Lord. That's obediently following you. Yes, Deny in my
2: flesh. D- yes, you know? yes. Um, yes, And so, yeah. So there's there's anger, um, and then there's bargaining. And bargaining is kind of like when you're just finding unhealthy ways to cope. Mm-hmm. You just find an unhealthy ways to cope. For So for some people, when someone dies, bargaining becomes like, I'm going to just sleep through life. You know, I'm just going to mm-hmm. sleep through life or I'm going to eat or I'm going to try to replace this person with, you know, mm-hmm. someone else. And I think the way bargaining can come up for singles is that we step outside of like God's original design for like sex to be in the context of marriage. So we have sex outside of marriage or... Uh, there's pornography, uh, there's uh, drinking and partying, you know, mm-hmm. and then there can also be serving in church mm-hmm. to distract yourself. You know, like mm-hmm.
1: uh, talk about <laughs> you
2: know? it. Yeah. 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 And so you just try to you're doing whatever you can to distract yourself mm-hmm. from what you're sad about, from what you're grieving, what your real desire is. But all of those things mm-hmm. are just substitutes and they never get you what you really want. Um, and then there's depression where you just come to a place of despair because you feel like you can't be happy, you can't be whole without Marriage, and that's like that's believing the fairy tale that disney has 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 taught us yeah. that music has taught us uh that just about every movie that's been made has taught us um. But then at some point you come to a place of acceptance. And I think acceptance, I like that word better than contentment. Even though I don't have anything wrong. I don't think, you know, contentments in the Bible. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like we've overused that word so much that people don't really know what mm-hmm. it means. Mm-hmm. And and contentment is acceptance. It's accepting what you have and where you are and and learning to enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. just learning to uh, instead of focusing on the worst of it, you know, mm-hmm. so instead of focusing on the cons of it, like enjoying the pros, like celebrating the pros of yeah. it. And that's where we kind of move to a point of of celebration, which I really think is possible yeah. for every person that is single. And I, I, one of the things I'm realizing is that people who don't know Jesus Don't talk about singleness in the ways that we talk about singleness, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like they may want to be in a relationship and those kinds of things. But it's not it's not always the pinnacle of life um, Mm -hmm. for them. Like there are other things that they are pursuing, other things that they're doing, other things that they're enjoying. Like they they have a they can sometimes have a better understanding of how to have a full life Mm -hmm. Mm or so uh than, than Christian singles, which was really problematic for me, you mm-hmm. know, because it's like Jesus said, I came that you may have life right. and that you might have right. it to the, to the full. full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with our relationship status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely nothing to do with our relationship status. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do, do you have was, a question? Go ahead. Because like, I was about to ask it Why question. do you think that is? Like, I sort of, I'm like cooking sort of in my mind. I'm like, I feel like we try to do this work of honoring marriage because it is like sacred, right? But a lot of times, like many other things, right? We'll take something that's good and elevate it above its proper place and it becomes an idol. And so I'm like, maybe Mm -hmm. that's the dysfunction of like Christians want to honor marriage and regard it as this beautiful thing. But then sort of in trying to do that, you actually exalt it higher than it should be. And now you have this unhealthy desire uh attached to it where it's like this is the ultimate thing whereas that may not necessarily be the case with people who aren't christians like that's sort of what i'm processing but i don't know what are your sort of thoughts and reflections on that
2: yeah i think you're absolutely right like we have we have positioned it in this prize position uh and and essentially said you know that um, if you are married, you are living out the Christian ideal. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, no disrespect. I, I don't have anything against this organization, but like, you know, focus on the family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that is, that about is it. like yeah. communicating that marriage and family is sort of the Your the final destination. Fo- focus, yeah. focus. That's right. Focus, That's right. yeah. 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 Yeah, focus on mm-hmm. family, and so, 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 so I think there's things mm-hmm. like that. But what's interesting to me is that when we read, when we read, like First Corinthians, Paul is actually encouraging people to be single, right? Mm-hmm. Like that is that is that is his counsel yeah. to them, and it's almost as if you know he's like, yo, you can do this marriage thing if you want to, like that's cool and whatnot. But like you're gonna be distracted by the things of this world, so. I prescribe to you. I'm not saying that this is, you know, Bible. (laughs) You know, he's like, this is me. This is Mm -hmm. my opinion. You know, like that you would be single, and people were actually following Paul's advice. Yeah, like they were actually following Paul's advice, and so they were like, okay, Paul said, hey, it's better to be single. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, bet money. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna trust the Lord in that. And so it's, it's, it's almost like here it is. Paul is saying that, but we are prescribing to other people you know it's better to be married, you know, because then you can be a picture of Christ mm-hmm. and his church. And I'm like, yes, absolutely do that. Like we need pictures of of that. but We also need pictures mm-hmm. of people who are denying themselves mm-hmm. in Come on. order to like bring mm-hmm. glory and honor to God. Like that is still yeah. a worthy picture sorry, yes. that needs to be seen.
1: Yeah. How do you. And, and so I think my question to you was how do we as sisters who are single set our sights higher towards that beauty and goodness of womanhood how have you been able to set your sights higher like what has it looked like practically to be in that space yeah
2: yeah so i feel like i've i've put i've kind of created this box and this i call it the the marriage box and it's like if i'm married I am worthy. If I'm married, I have purpose. If I'm married, then I can, you know, be nurturing, you know, I can be a homemaker, you know, all these mm-hmm, other kinds of mm-hmm. things. Like, I can, like, I can live out these parts of me that are, you know, traditionally understood as feminine, like in the context of marriage. But the truth is, is that I can nurture. Come on. Anywhere. Come on. Like, I, I can. I can be a homemaker anywhere. Come you on, know, I can She's live out hospitality. Any, like come on anywhere. Like I come don't, I don't, yes. I don't, need to be married in facts. order to be hospitable. I remember, um, I remember mm. <laughs> uh, there was you know like when someone has a baby and people do meal plan meal trains and whatnot. And so I brought this family like this meal. And they were looking at me like, you're a single person and you brought us rice mm-hmm. and black beans <sighs> and chicken and steak and mm-hmm. corn tortillas and, you know, guacamole. Mm. And they were just like, you know, most single people just, you know, bring us some Chipotle. <laughs> like, do you like? That, like you, made, card, you, right? made
1: <laughs> you made a meal. You, yes.
2: made, you a made a meal. meal. Yeah. Yeah. You made a meal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then one of the families in my, in my church, they have six children. They have six children. I don't know why I know all these people with all these kids, but they have six children and it's two of them. And they always were having me over for dinner at their house. And the Lord was like, you should have them over for dinner. And I was like, Lord, it's eight of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like legit eight of them. But realizing like, Yo, no! Like I can have them over yeah. my house. That's facts. Cook for them. That's facts. Like I can be hospitable, and so I think That's it's facts. It's sort of, it's sort of, you know, living outside of this yes. box that we have created that we can only live out certain parts of us mm-hmm. in the context yes. of marriage. Um, because that's just the context, Mm -hmm. but you can live that out anywhere you, you are, Mm, you know,
0: um, she dropped so so many bars. I'm telling you, she's dropping girl. I'm like so good. I, I, I really want our listeners to hear this because I've had real life conversations with women that are like, I don't really know womanhood outside of marriage. And I'm like, you are literally articulating that right now. Everything that God has put in you as a woman, you don't have to wait till marriage to work it out. Uh,
1: Well, first of all, because you're made in God's image and he made you woman. So like you're Mm -hmm. saying that your whole life has been purposeless until come yeah. on now i mean yeah he wastes no good thing he yeah. says
0: it was very good come yeah. on now. and not only so that, i'm a they, little bit confused yeah. you, you gotta help me understand it, there's a whole paradigm that you're giving us that we can yes. to our daughters right like yeah you yeah. gotta be able to live out womanhood yes in your younger years when marriage isn't even like yes. a part of the question of the equation yes right like we mm-hmm. what are we doing to cultivate that and so yes. i'm just like Yes. Y'all, if y'all didn't hear nothing else, hear that.
1: Hear that. Hear that. Mm-hmm. Hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so rich. Yeah. It's so rich. Yeah. I I, mm-hmm. I know our, our time is coming to a close, but what counsel would you give to our sisters as they seek to live faithfully on mission in their everyday lives? Like, I mean, you've covered a lot. Yeah. Y'all, y'all have to go listen to her podcast because she covers so much. Mm-hmm. so much more I don't even care if you're you're married you need to go listen that's right because I mm-hmm. personally am like there's just well, exhortation for just, the body can we just say that to, too like, to come alongside and like root that's exactly root, what I'm saying root for everybody single like I'm here for it Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm just here for it. <laughs> you have a party on this mic right Girl, now. I, I think about, even as you were talking about that, I think about this brother. Our son was accepted to a, a school here locally, a private school locally. And there was a single brother who just rejoiced with him. And he said, you know what? I'm going to cook dinner for you all as a celebration dinner for him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is single brother mm-hmm. <laughs> who out here. And I'm just like, this is the body. Yeah.
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The beauty, mm-hmm. the beauty of the body, mm-hmm. like it's
2: purposeful.
1: Yeah. So yeah, what counsel would you give our sisters to live faithfully on mission? Yeah,
2: yeah. And so not to just book. see it as a
1: season. That's what I want to say. Just yeah. to not see it as a season, but to yeah. see it with, with the rich purposefulness. Purpose, intentionality. The, and the yeah. intentionality. That's right.
2: Yeah, so this is book that I read a long, long time ago. It's called Calm, Calm My Anxious Heart. Now, when you look it up, you're gonna see the cover of it. You're gonna be like, "Yana, this looks corny. Uh, <laughs> this, this looks what are these flowers and this pink?" But yo, there is some gold in this book, and the author talks about. I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name, but she talks about you know understanding the difference between calling and context. Understanding the difference between calling and yeah. context. Your calling never changes. Mm. It never changes. Mm. Your context changes. So your context can be you're this single. Your context could be yeah. you're married, mm-hmm. you're divorced, mm-hmm. you're a single mm-hmm. parent. Mm-hmm. Like your context is going to forever be changing because that's mm-hmm. just life. That's life. Like mm. Yeah. That's yeah. just life. Life cycles. You, a, you better minister on this podcast. Yeah. You know, um, but you're calling never changes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it never changes and i think that was one of the things that really helped me to like pursue being fully yes. yana in christ that's right like, mm-hmm. who who has god made yana to be and then how do i fully be yana in christ yeah and so understanding my gifting understanding my uh mm-hmm. talents my skills my experiences all of those things and saying like, Yo, I'm going to leverage all of those mm-hmm. things for mm-hmm. the glory of God. And so I've come to a place in my life where I understand what God's called me to do. It's it's to call people, you know, to a biblical worldview and it's to teach people how to obey Christ. Like, and so everything that I'm mm-hmm. doing, whether I'm writing, I'm preaching, I'm teaching, I'm on a podcast, you know, like, all of that is about those two things because that's a part of who God's made me to be and the experiences that have shaped me. However, the context in which I do that mm-hmm. is going to always
0: be mm-hmm. changing.
2: But I my my goal is to make sure that I'm bringing all of who I am to whatever context mm. I find myself in. And so I think understanding the difference between those two things is just really crucial for anyone who is like, yo, how do I how do I faithfully live Mm -hmm. like purposely for, for God, understanding those two things.
1: Just pass the plate. Pass the whole plate. Okay. Your church service. In here today. Okay. (laughs) Lord. Thank thank you. you. I am, you know what? I mean, like, I'm just so grateful for God's daughters and how they are showing up showing up mm-hmm. showing up in a, like not only are you it, it has the lord forged pathways but like but that you're mm-hmm. showing up and god is just blessing pathways for for his word to go yeah. forth yeah yeah yana will you pray for us pray for our sisters who are yeah. listening today yeah of
2: course of course and father I know that some people are, are listening to, to this episode and they're single and they're listening with a heavy heart, God. Um, they, they can identify with one of those stages of grief, uh, whether it be depression or anger or bargaining or even denial, Lord. And I pray, Father, Lord, that they would bring their true selves, their whole selves to you. Lord, that they would be honest about what they're feeling, God. or that they would be willing to wrestle it out with you, to say the things that they have left unspoken, Lord. Um, and that through that, Lord, that you would shepherd them, Lord, that you would lead them mm-hmm. in the way of everlasting. Lord, that you would lead them to your truth, Lord. Yes. And that you would show them how to trust you yes, in this place that they find themselves in this place that they don't desire this place that they don't want but Father I pray with that you would help them to see that they're, the, gr- the grass on their side is green mm-hmm. and it's lush and it's beautiful and that it has so many gifts waiting for them to unlock and enjoy and enjoy and Father I do pray for those of those of us who are listening who are who are married who have single people in our lives who are wrestling Mm -hmm. and struggling Lord, i pray that you would show them how to best come alongside Mm -hmm. their single friends lord to not see them as problems that need to be solved but see them as people who need to be nourished who need to be loved who need to be brought in and how they can even make them feel as a as a full fledged member of their family. Mm-hmm. And so Father, we just we just thank you that for whatever we may be lacking, that we can find that's right it in you. That's Lord, right. Whatever we might be lacking, where we can find it in you, we can that's find right. intimacy in you. We can find yes, intimacy Lord. in your people, yes, Lord, Lord. So I pray, God, with that, you would fill your people with hope, mm-hmm. Lord that you help them to know that there is good, there is good in singleness. And so we thank you. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen. 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 Have, a, have a blessed day, ladies.